Hey everyone, welcome back to Hidden in History, the podcast where we discuss overlooked figures in American history. My name is Mary Catherine Harvey. And I'm Grace Decker. Today, we're going to talk about Denmark Vesey. Who? Exactly. His name rings a bell. Remind me who he is again. According to the National Park Service and Biography.com, Denmark Vesey was a slave in Charleston, South Carolina in the late 18th century. Oh yes. I remember. Denmark Vesey, though his birthplace and parents remain unknown, was sold during his teenage years as a slave to Joseph Vesey in 1781. He sailed on the Atlantic with his master for 20 years. Vesey allegedly won $1,500 in the lottery and used 600 of that to buy his freedom. That is how the story goes. No one is really sure, though, if he actually won the lottery. I guess it doesn't really matter how he got his freedom. What can be proven is that Bessie then left his at least two wives and three children to pursue carpentry in 1799. He became the owner of a small shop in Charleston, South Carolina. Also while living in Charleston, he worshipped at the African church. That's right. Bessie's background as a slave and his new religious pursuits motivated him to denounce slavery. Though he is known for the most part because he planned a slave uprising in Charleston in 1822. Inspired by the successful slave revolt in Haiti, Vesey planned to sail there after achieving his plan. Vesey and his co-conspirators planned to kill white slave masters in Charleston, free the city, and then quickly relocate to Haiti. Unfortunately for Vesey, two of the slaves in the revolt betrayed him. They exposed the plan, prompting Vesey's swift arrest and ultimate execution by hanging by Carolina authorities. Denmark Vesey was hanged on July 2nd, 1822. I wonder why his co-conspirators would do such a thing. That's awful. I was thinking the same thing. They were probably scared and thought that exposing the plan would protect themselves. The rebellion was so close to being successful. Well, according to Time Magazine, if the plan went through successfully, Denmark Vesey would have led the largest slave revolt in United States history. Some sources even report that about 9,000 African Americans in South Carolina were part of the rebellion, attending meetings or supplying weapons to Vesey's home. 131 men were arrested and charged with conspiracy. Out of those 131 men, 67 were convicted and 35, including Vesey, were hanged. That's so crazy. I've heard about some other effects that you normally wouldn't think about that were mentioned on SC Picture Project's website. Denmark Vesey's failed revolt unintentionally impacted the slave community in Charleston and in the entirety of the United States in a negative way. The church to which Denmark Vesey belonged was set ablaze after the plot was revealed. Future black churches were not allowed. The Citadel, or the Military College of South Carolina, was built during this time to deter against future rebellions. Stricter laws were put into place for this reason as well. The Negro Seamen Acts were some of the most drastic pieces of legislation enacted. The Negro Seamen Acts made it so that free black sailors docking in Charleston had to stay in jail, in jail for the duration of their visit. Well, even those effects were pretty terrible, they were not Denmark Vesey's intention. His intentions were carried out nearing the time of the Civil War, when he served as an inspiration for abolitionists like Frederick Douglass in the 54th Massachusetts Infantry. Although the rebellion Vesey planned was unsuccessful, 
It testifies to the lengths that citizens were willing to go to to undermine the evil institution of slavery. Denmark Vesey said, we are free, but the white people here won't let us be so. And the only way is to raise up and fight the whites, according to thoughtco.com. I can definitely see how he motivated abolitionists. I can't believe I almost forgot who he was. Well, you're not alone, Grace. He really isn't taught that much in schools. Although Vesey was definitely inspirational, I believe that he is not taught as frequently as he should be because his rebellion never actually occurred. The Vesey Rebellion was shut down following the leaking of information from a few nervous slaves to their masters, as we had mentioned earlier. Since this rebellion does not have any direct outcomes, meaning just from the rebellion itself, we will see it as not being necessary to discuss in schools, even though he touched a lot of people and encouraged slaves to stick up for themselves and fight back morally and physically against their abusers. You're right. There's also some controversy surrounding his background. What kind of controversy? In recent years, according to teachinghistory.org, there has been talk and discussion among different scholars about whether or not this insurrection was actually planned or just a figment of the whites' imaginations. This really surprised me, as I had never heard anyone doubt that this had happened. But this particular article brought up strong evidence to question this fact we have all just assumed to be true throughout our years of studying history. When looked at from a different perspective, the official report that was created following the trials and executions of the black men who created the rebellion also has along with it another very similar set of documents, which contradict some of the things stated in that initial report. It's also important to keep in mind how news of the potentially largest slave rebellion to ever occur in the history of the U.S. would affect and really scare white people. This event caused public hysteria, which could have been both the work of Denmark himself or of white people who wanted to channel this hysteria to shore up political power and strengthen slavery. This idea is examined in the Proceedings of the South Carolina Historical Association. Well, either way, this topic presents another interesting discussion for the classroom, but gives people already looking for a reason to not talk about slavery in depth to do just that and exclude him from conversations. Wow, I've never heard of anyone talking about Denmark Vesey's plan like that. I just assumed he wasn't talked about much because of our education system. When looking at the teachings of slavery at a broader perspective, it's important to note how many schools in other areas don't even touch on the topic of slavery in the depth that they should. Some textbooks, according to the Washington Post, said that workers were brought from Africa to the United States. That's it. They never said they were men, women, and children in chains, stolen from their homes to suffer for the rest of their lives. One teacher even had her students list positive aspects of slavery. And so, with all of this in mind, and these two examples as just that, examples of what is occurring all around the country, it makes sense that they would not want to talk about or include one of the most influential people in inspiring the freedom of slaves and other prominent individuals like Frederick Douglass. If they want to keep slavery out of the conversation, Bessie would be an easy enough person to exclude since his rebellion did not technically occur. That is another really interesting perspective, Grace. You know, it's crazy for me to think about us being from New Jersey and having been taught all about slavery and all the important people that teachers from other areas would knowingly exclude this information from their classrooms. 
it's something that I think that we as a nation need to work on, especially in southern areas where, as the Washington Post had said, they kind of lied about what actually happened during slavery and were not honest with their students as they should have been. I totally agree. There's definitely a discrepancy uh, between what is taught in the North and South. So, MC, I know we've talked a lot about why Denmark Vesey is important, more generally speaking, but why do you think that it's important for students in particular to hear about him? I believe that it is important for students to hear his story because Denmark Vesey was able to organize, as stated by the Atlantic Magazine, the most elaborate insurrectionary project ever formed by American slaves. In boldness of conception and thoroughness of organization, there has been nothing to compare it with. Being able to muster 9,000 people to fight for one cause is really incredible, especially when you don't even have your freedom yet. Now, think about it. Now that I think about it, I guess there really wasn't any other rebellion of its kind. That really is so impressive. I know, right? And in addition to just that, other leaders in the fight for freedom, such as Frederick Douglass, Harriet Beecher Stowe, and many more used him as a martyr and cried his name at rallies to remind everyone of the sacrifices for freedom that were made before them. That's so inspiring. He truly was a spark of hope and an inspiration to those who needed that extra push to fight against the evils of slavery. I read an article that explained it well, actually. It's called This Far by Faith from PBS. They stated that he showed everyone that abolition was a fight worth fighting for. One that would ultimately have sacrifices, but would eventually be successful if they kept persevering. Because they knew that if those slaves had not snitched on the big plan, a huge turn of events would have occurred. So when looking back on the events of the Civil War and the stressors leading up to it, I can firmly point to the death and legacy of Denmark Bessie as a reason why they fought so hard. And therefore, it is very important for students to hear his story to understand a key reason why slavery ended. Wow, Grace, that's a really strong point to end off on, but one that is totally accurate and a perfect way to close off our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hidden in History, and look out for new podcasts on historical figures coming out soon.